This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Okay, before we jump into this Twitter mailbag and and talk about all the things that are stressing our listeners out, uh, I need to give you the spot, the location for you to get a stress-free night out with wallet-friendly drinks and eats. And that, of course, is Boomer Jacks. We are so excited to be partnering with them here. Uh, There's live music, all the games up there on the television screens, anything you want, you will be able to find it at Boomer Jacks. It is the perfect spot for you and the family to go get a a nice, relaxing night out. You deserve it. Treat yourself. It is a stressful time for a lot of reasons, for a lot of people, and Boomer Jacks is there to make you happy, and you deserve to be happy. Wall-to-wall TVs, live music, and more. Everybody's going to be happy when you go to Boomer Jacks. Great food, great drinks, great environment. 17 DFW locations, so there's one near you. Find yours at boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our listener mailbag that we solicit questions for every week on Twitter. Uh, We'll kick things off first with a question from Stacy. She says, I have a lot of respect for Britt Brown and the training staff, but Dak potentially returning in four weeks makes me nervous. I'm having flashbacks of Romo returning too early and getting hurt after one game in 2015. Do you think that's realistic? The collarbone is a little different, I feel like, than, than this particular fracture in the thumb. And the collarbone is, uh, I believe it's the, forget just sports, I think that's the most commonly broken bone in the body is the collarbone. Um, and so a little bit different of a circumstance there for me. Um, I, I don't think they would bring Dak back any sooner than he's ready to play because I don't think they want a, a you know, that that's a big investment. I don't think Jerry's looking to... To, to mess with his money, mess with his investment there. So I think if he's back in four weeks, it's because he's genuinely ready at four weeks. Yeah, Stacy, she's a great Twitter follower and stuff like that. She I is. appreciate her. She's got some really good takes on yeah. these uh, these Cowboys. And uh, appreciate your question there, ma'am. Uh, the, the, the thing I think that with Dak, and I said it earlier, it's going to be about flexibility in the thumb and grip strength. And if he has neither of those – they're not going to put him out there until he actually can do it. You know, it, when he, he, you can't put him out there and him not be able to hold the football. Right. You know, he's got to be able to throw the ball. He's got to be able to throw it. There might be a little discomfort early in this thing, but he's got to find a way to have the flexibility and then also that grip strength. If he's got one of those and not the other, not playing. Got both of them, you go play football. And it's not until then – uh, and you know that's that's going to be the determining factor in this thing. It's not going to be number of days or anything like that. It is going to be the the the, the surgery's healed, the bones back together. Uh, he can has flexibility, and he's got the grip strength to hold the ball and throw it. How important, or, or how much of this time away, how much of this rehab time would you want him spending in the classroom? Like, yeah, okay, get you get get yourself right physically, but we gotta start figuring out what you're seeing on the field and why it's regressing. Yeah, that's that I man, that's the biggest issue I think he's having right now. And I, I mentioned, you know, on Twitter, you know, people are asking me and I think he misses John Kitten. I really do. Yeah. And Doug Nussmeyer, I'm sorry, you know, I mean, 
there was a real connect between Dak and John Kitna. And John Kitna understood Dak. And he helped him with his flaws and the, the, the issues that he had. And he was teaching him about reading and just, you know, letting it rip and all those things that John Kitna, you know, was you know, known for. And so, I, I yeah, there's a side of me. I love that. I, I really did believe. And, you know, we're very early, you know, week one. Sure. But I, I really believed that Dak was going to be able to carry this thing. I really, really in my heart believe that. And, you know, and I, I, there's a side of me that, like, you know, I'm, you saw some of the same issues that you saw towards, you know, in the last season. Yep. You know, did he see everything correctly? Well, why is he making that throw? Well, wait a minute. That, that deep crosser, Noah Brown's open there. Why? Whoa, why are you throwing to the flat? You know, why aren't you, you know, and it, that, that those are the things that bother me. And I don't know if that's ever going to be right. I just don't know. And maybe it's going to take another staff. I'm not trying to fire guys, but I just I just worry about what he sees. And I, I think there were guys like John Kitna that helped him with what he saw. And I think that's I think that's a big factor in what uh, maybe some of the maybe the biggest deficiency in his game. We talk about accuracy, but how about just seeing the field? That might be his biggest deficiency. I, and I don't know about you. I, I know that you've always felt like he doesn't see the field as well as, as you know, like, like I think I've always thought he's. I don't. And he throws the yeah. ball to spots. He, he's got no business. I mean, he, he didn't see. But, but he didn't don't, see Winfield standing there. But he don't you see, feel like. You know, la- yeah. Even if you've had that as a criticism, don't you feel like it has gotten worse? Like, it's odd. It does feel like a regression. Even if, regardless of where somebody stood on his ability to read the field two years ago, shouldn't everybody agree the last, you know, 12 games he's played or whatever, it's not – it's gotten worse than it's been. It's almost like he's forcing things. It's like I've got to make a play. I've got to – you know, and I and I don't think that's necessarily the best thing. I, I You know, you got to live to fight another day sometimes. Yeah. You know, they, he, he, he can make some hero plays. He can make hero plays. I just feel like, though, there's, there's decisions that are made during a game for him and throws where you go – don't do that. Don't don't <laughs> yeah. throw that. And has it gotten worse? I don't think it's gotten worse. I just think it hasn't been corrected. That's that's where I stand on that. Next question here from Gabriel Salazar. Is it too early to start Team Tank, Brian? Uh, I don't know about you. I, I, well, I do know about you. I know you've been focused on watching NFL tape. Uh, I will admit to already just getting a peek at uh, Ohio State's Jackson Smith and Jigba. I was watching Jordan Addison from USC the other night. Got some Josh. Couple good players, man. Got, got some Josh <laughs> Downs in from North Carolina. I'm watching receivers already. Yeah. Uh, but you know, is is it full on team tank time? No, I, I I think if you if you get through five weeks and you're looking at one and four, well, now now it might be time to time well, to start looking. Yeah, let's see what happens with this division you know the commanders got a win against jacksonville giants got a gutty win against tennessee i didn't expect them to go to tennessee and get a win there but they ran the football man they're believing in brian uh, dieball the coach i mean he went for it he went for the win that's the kind of things you gotta that's a gutsy and he pulled it off unlike unlike uh steve sarkeesian of course who decided to kick it three times on fourth and short in the red zone laid up at uh augusta Thank you for that, uh, Steve. Everybody, that everybody knows that, that Bobby's a Texas appreciate, alum. So. Appreciate that shot. Uh, appreciate uh, that, that collapse yeah. against Alabama. My son's, my son's down there at Texas, too. He was disappointed. Game they should have well. won. Should have won. 
Should have won. But yeah, I, I think we're, you know, and you get to look at the division, you know, commanders, giants, Eagles. I'll tell you this. Everybody's talking about how great the Philadelphia defense was. Lions put 35 points up on them. And Swift, the running back there, was big in that game. Yeah, the Lions football. ran for almost 200 yards on them. It, yeah, it was, it was there you go. I mean, to me, I, I am not, I am not in my, let me just be honest here. My watching of college tape starts on December 1st. And it, it always has. It always has. There's, I know we joke about it after the game. There must have been 100 tweets about when we're starting the draft show. <laughs> you know, and I, I appreciate everybody loving the draft show as much as they do. But I, I'm, I'm going to start watching this tape on, on December 1st until I see what this division, you know, if, if somebody goes and runs away and hides and Dallas has got no shot at it, then, uh, you know, I'll think about doing other things. But right now I'm focused on trying to get this Cowboys right. I'll, I'll go ahead and promise you guys on Brian's behalf, if it's 0-8 going into the bye week, Brian will start during the bye week. I will. I mean, yeah, if it's if it's over halfway through and I get a shot to, you know, and, and you know, at that point you're probably looking at some pretty high picks. So you better better know more than 190 players, right, Bobby? Yeah, exactly. And so here's uh, – that. that's kind of a follow-up. In addition, not necessarily is it time to start Team Tank. More let's project out in the future. This question uh, from Juicy J. Uh, hmm. He's asking the question – we're sure it's a he. It is a he. I'm 100% okay. sure. Uh, okay. If this season ends in complete disaster, is it time to draft a quarterback? Wow. Good question. Because your your quarterback, this is how I viewed the quarterback. This year, I was about giving the evaluation. I hate the word evaluation when you've got guys that have been here four and five years or six years and you know, whatever. Um I my thought is like I'm going to see what Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore can do with Dak. I know they're going to lose him for some games now, but they've got to overcome. They've got to find a way. You've got to find a way to be competitive. You got to find a way to coach the guys up. You have, you know, we saw it with Dan Quinn last year in the defense and how much better they got. Is it a perfect situation for those offensive coaches? No, it's not. You know, but we've also seen things that have been disturbing with Dak, and I was all about. The, you know, let Kellen and Mike McCarthy figure things out this year. If it didn't work, then you move on. Then 2023 becomes the year where I evaluate Dak. And I say, you know, and I mean, I use the word evaluate again, but I I feel that would be, that would be year eight. You know, maybe you're to the point where after this season, if it's a complete disaster and Dak comes back and you don't have success, that you have to look at that situation at quarterback. Because if that's the case, if it's complete disaster and you're in the top three picking or top four or five, whatever, and you have the ability to grab a quarterback and you can move on from a guy that for eight years hasn't done what you know you thought he would do or what he was what you planned on him to do, then you owe it to yourself to to look at those quarterbacks pretty strong. I am uh there there's no bigger Dak Prescott proponent than myself. If Dak Prescott plays this twenty twenty two season like he did Week one, week one, you yeah. Need to, you need a new quarterback. You got to move on. You, yeah. you just need a new quarterback if he looks like that all season. Uh, but, but that's what I'm saying. You know, when he comes back, it, it's not evaluation. I mean, I, I'm the guy that on 105.3 and here that talked about. I had faith in Dak. I still have faith in Dak. I think Dak. I think Dak need. I, I was looking forward to this game against Cincinnati with Dak bouncing back, and I was thinking, okay, 
bad day at the office. He's going to bounce back. They're going to figure some things out and things will be fine. You know, we've seen Dak have a bad game, not not like this game, but he had, you know, we've seen him play poorly at times and then bounce back and rip off like three or four or five games in a row where he plays pretty well. So uh, he's not going to have that opportunity, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully Cooper Rush in this defense and the kicking game can keep them in this division until he gets back. And then it becomes, okay, is he the reason why they're going forward into the playoffs or is he the detriment that's keeping them from the playoffs? And that's where that's where you're going to have to make your decision going forward into 2023. Question here from Mike. In your own experience and in your conversations with other local reporters who cover the team, has there ever been a lower level of trust between those reporters and the front office than there is right now? Seems reporters have been misled often over the past few seasons. Uh, I can speak for myself. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I, I just, uh, you know, I kind of referenced earlier. I just don't trust anything they tell us about injuries anymore, publicly or honestly off the record, even in some instances. I just don't trust it. Um, and that's just because Mike McCarthy likes to to play misdirection. Um, you know, I again, I, keep, I will go back to it. They lied to us about who was starting at left tackle in the third preseason game. They treat certain things like state secrets that that don't generally matter. They, they're, they're pulling jersey numbers and names off of, players in blue white scrimmages where there's already tight shots it just it's a little over the top so yeah they're clearly big about concealment the the mike mccarthy uh regime is and so personally yeah they're you're you're gonna have to filter through a lot of bs i think whenever they start talking about anything i worked in that building for 14 years and there's relationships with guys that i absolutely trust but there's there's times where I know that they're you know where they 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 can't tell me and, and my guys are really good about if they can't tell me they just don't tell me they just say I'm sorry Brian I can't I can't talk about that that's somebody else's area yep and I respect that but I think there is a I think there is a a, a little bit of a, a misdirection like you talked about you know you're out there every single day in the building I don't live in that building anymore. I mean, I, I work in the building, you know, every morning just for 45 minutes. But what you have to deal with on a daily basis, the benefit you have to go in the locker room and get the truth from the players, I think is huge because you're not always going to get this, the truth from – now, I'll say this about Jerry. You asked Jerry a good question. I think Jerry I think Jerry has a hard time lying. I think yes. Jerry was really – the other night, I think Jerry was really anxious to tell you what was wrong with Dak Prescott's thumb. You know, yeah, no, no, nobody even got the question out. He just told us. He, he, he just told. He just told you. I mean, so Jerry, Jerry, I think, appreciates the media. I think he appreciates the job because he knows he's a billionaire because guys like yourself and others that have, you know, that talk about his team every single day and is still one of the most popular franchises in, in the world. So he knows the job the media has to do. But there's others in the organization that I think are not as forthcoming with the information that they need to have. That does it for us here on the Love of the Star this week. Or actually not this week, just for today. we got one more episode coming this week. It'll be very Bengals intensive. Probably going to find a, uh, a nice Bengals guest to talk to. We'll also uh, discuss some of the tape. Really brutal game uh, for the Bengals that they're coming off of. Joe Ooh. Burrow with five turnovers in that game. One, I'll give you a little preview. One of my favorite research notes, uh, Brian, last five games where Burrow has had uh, multiple turnovers, 
The following week, he is 4-1 and one with a 103 passer rating and 70% completion. So he tends to step up and, and take out his anger on the team the following week. So the Cowboys got to be ready. But uh, we'll be prepared to talk about it. I know Brian's going to be excited. We're, we're playing the, uh, you know, LSU – uh, Midwest or whatever you want to call it there. Yeah, you got three Tigers on that offense. Right, <laughs> it, 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 right yeah, tackle. Yeah. Got the right tackle quarterback and uh, wide receiver. We're going to see some old friends there, uh, especially with Lyle Collins. Uh, but we will be talking to you guys again on Friday.